From CSR Box, I am Deepak Nanda, and this is Impact Talk podcast. In this episode with Srini Ramaswamy, co-founder Pride Circle, we talk about hiring landscape for LGBTI community, the shift in corporate viewpoint about inclusion, and how prepared is India to start conversations around gender-specific hiring. Thank you so much for joining us, Srini. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a bit about Pride Circle and what was the motivation behind starting it? Uh, well, Pride Circle is uh, India's uh, premier diversity and inclusion consulting uh, with a mission to enable and empower uh, specially organizations to foster LGBT inclusion. Um, uh, what we do predominantly is we do this uh, by building the community of passionate individuals who are uh, committed towards um, a, you know, form, uh, fostering LGBT inclusion at workplace or in the society. Um, uh, you know, to answer your second part of your question, I probably will have to take a step back and and talk about uh, the motivation piece that you asked me. Um, when I used to work for uh, a corporate um, uh, many years back, this was in 2011 when I wanted to uh, initiate the conversation in my then company uh, around LGBT inclusion. Um, there were there were not enough best practices or research papers or, or initiatives uh, that was available online uh, from an Indian context standpoint. And uh, there were very few organizations, and I remember um, organizations like an IBM, Goldman Sachs, Google uh, were far ahead of uh, the curve and they were doing some amazing work back then in 2011. I think my struggles of uh, finding the right piece of information, finding out which other companies doing, uh, 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 you know, work in the space, um, uh, drove me to think about a platform uh, which could possibly offer a peer-to-peer connection and learning, and you know, bring the community uh, of the you know individuals uh, who really were passionate about doing it. And that's how sort of, you know, the journey began and I ended up meeting uh, my current co-founder, uh, Ram Krishna Sinha, uh, during one of the conferences. And we sort of soon realized that both of us, uh, our ideas converged and our vision converged into one. And that's how Pride Circle uh, was established in 2017 with an intention of bringing the companies together on this platform. Um, and sort of, you know, create that ecosystem wherein we leverage each other's intelligence. Now you talked about creating an ecosystem with the companies, collaborations, and, you know, getting a lot of other organizations interested in the whole cause. And till now you've kind of created a community of 150 plus organizations that you're working with right now. So how has that been and how have you been able to, you know, make them understand the concept and how are they taking it? I, I think uh, for me, uh, having to be on the the other side, like I said, I was uh, uh, you know heading the diversity and inclusion for uh, uh, my uh, um, you know last company, um, and uh, before that, um, so I, I truly understood the the challenges and uh, the expectations of the organization of the teams, uh, which were keen or committed towards creating an inclusive workplace. 
um and the part two of it, it was translating those challenges uh, into uh, viable solutions uh, uh was the second piece of it um in the journey you know i spoke about how uh, the whole genesis and the idea behind bright circle uh, was formed and mind you that was a uh, pre section 377 uh, judgment uh, i was talking about 2011 and there on uh but we uh, the the ruling uh, of scrapping down of 377 happened in 2018 so there was uh, there was already uh, you know given the cultural landscape given the mental landscape you know there it it was uh, extremely important to translate those challenges and learnings and benefits uh, to the organizations having to come from the other side of the table uh, i was able to do so uh, with uh the right uh number and uh, tangible outcomes and uh, explain as to why it is important so the organizations were um, you know those were uh, passionate and committed towards uh, starting the work pre 377 world uh were uh, taking baby steps and they were cautious obviously you know to uh, you know be within the legal framework and the guidelines uh but soon after the 377 was struck down uh you then had no excuse to uh not work in this direction and organizations were then then um, given a free hand to think about what they could do without having to worry about the legal uh framework uh i think th- that is where more and more organizations started reaching out to us given our work now this was an organizational perspective but when we come to an individual perspective in an organization sort of a setup do you think creating a separate hiring process for the lgbti community is taken well by the others and how do you make sure that the ones who are hired under this program that you run are well received by the ones already present in the organization see i i like to probably uh, you know uh, respond to this question by uh, by by you know talking about couple of things one is it's about affirmative action right we are nowhere uh, um, advocating that the hiring processes have to be uh, 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 you know reworked uh, to suit the uh, uh, the hiring uh, of the community uh, members from the community uh, second is you know uh, if you look at the past uh, there has not been the level playing field for the community and they were always uh, uh uh you know kept outside of uh, uh getting the access uh, equitable access to the ecosystem be it in terms of job be it in terms of you know education be it in terms of uh, um, you know uh, uh, healthcare uh, and because of the taboo because of the cultural nuances that we have uh, it always uh, uh, kept the community out of uh, Uh, out of this and you know probably not really offer or create that ecosystem wherein they were encouraged to apply now having a, a, a an hiring process is very similar to the challenges that we saw about 10 15 years back wherein we didn't have women in the workforce and there were organizations were focusing on specific targeted hiring for bringing women in the ecosystem uh, we've been been able to move the needle um uh, but uh, there needs to be a lot of work still needs to be done now if we talk about the perspective of 
an individual who comes to your event or say someone from the community who would want to seek a job in a corporate on the basis of their orientation so how do you make sure that your program kind of reaches those people and you're able to make them comfortable with the whole concept of it considering a lot of people still would be apprehensive to come to such an open space and be a part of it where they have to showcase themselves as a part of a community to get a role in a corporate if you look at uh, our uh, bicycles work for the last uh, couple of years we've always one thing that we have always kind of uh, uh, kept at the core is to ensure that we respect and protect the identity of the individuals um which means that we would uh, we would create multiple touch points in order to understand where are individuals in their respective personal and professional journey let's say you know there is there there are individuals who are looking at sort of uh, uh, working on their skills versus somebody is looking for jobs versus somebody is looking for a support versus somebody who is looking for any kind of you know counseling so there are different needs of the individuals right here in this case what you've asked me specifically about uh, uh, you know in terms of hiring in terms of you know events like uh, uh, rise um, there 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 are multiple steps that we take for instance the first step is um is around our skill building workshop wherein um, uh, it's a closed door invite only uh, event uh, which is a training event wherein uh, it is only for the community um wherein we end up facilitating these uh, sessions at a venue which is uh, easily accessible by the community um and of course because there is uh, there is uh, this venue which is accessible by the community at large they understand that a there is a bit of safety and uh, you know security from a fact that you know i'm going to a known place uh point number 2 is you know the conversations that we have in the skill building workshop wherein the trainers are uh, uh uh from the companies and the organization that we work with uh have been sensitized so when they come to facilitate these trainings there there again uh, there is a uh, uh, the next step we take in order to help them understand what are the uh, the expectations of the organizations and how the organizations would continue to uh, respect their identity and expression even after they choosing to join an organization so there are a lot of pre work that happens uh, even before an individual comes there are, we have our our uh, helpline uh, through which um, we reach out to uh, individuals or individuals reach out to us should there be any questions around you know the safety and security uh, and and the third piece is given our work with in this space be it with the organizations be it with the uh, ngos and the the cbos which is community based organizations which are predominantly working in the with the community very closely we partner with them and they have we worked with them very closely over the years so they're always uh, uh, you know um, the that support and the, the 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 message that goes out saying that you know there is there is this effort which is being done which is uh, safe uh individuals can come and talk to us in in with confidence um maybe for a counseling maybe for a career uh, uh, development maybe for a skilling or even for finding jobs we do that uh, so at, when individuals go through these pre works and the touch point they are truly understand that uh, you know we want to ensure that we protect the identity uh the last piece around this is 
when an individual comes comes to the the event like a job fair that we did uh the job fair is is a closed uh, or an enclosed space uh which does not give access to media or a press it does it only gives access to the companies that are hiring and individuals who are there to get hired now having worked in varied geographies and regions across the country and internationally how prepared are the indian counterparts of companies would you say and the homegrown companies to the idea of inclusivity and which regions in specific would you say are more comfortable or uncomfortable and needs to be sensitized more about the whole inclusivity and empowerment i think to your question i would say the the fact that uh, internationally and when you look at countries like uh, the us and uh, um uk and other parts of the world um they've they've quite evolved in the uh, in the conversation and inclusion of uh, the lgbt community whether in the society and workplace um, uh, of course we we have a bit of uh, catching up to do um and and of course you know our country um comes from a different uh, set of uh, background and having to have uh, diverse cultures and uh, you know expectations we have that much more uh, difficult job at our hands uh, but uh, if i see a considerable change uh, or an effort uh, that that over the years uh, have happened is predominantly in the organizations which are uh, headquartered outside of india you know predominantly in the us and europe uh, which is where the the conversations have been uh, uh, you know initiated and driven down um if you look at a uh, lot of it companies today software companies um research and development companies um uh, which are headquartered in outside of india uh, have had an early start uh, because there there was always um, uh, the the discussion around lgbt inclusion uh, so that became uh, 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 that much easy um and what it did was it sort of created uh, and positioned them as an early starter uh that positioned them as an uh, torchbearer and thought leader in the industry and a lot of other organizations started aligning uh and and uh, looking up to them in terms of you know some of the work that they were doing globally and in india um so today if you if you look at uh, the composition of it and versus the cultural aspect of the country uh, you would definitely see um, uh, a mumbai um, uh, bangalore uh, chennai um, uh, much uh, ahead in terms of uh, the conversation whether in the society or whether in in at workplaces uh, there is definitely uh, a greater sense of understanding um uh, because the the conversations have have been there uh and going on uh for a long period of time um that's also uh, uh aligns with the fact that you know how many internal and external events that are going on right um so if you look at you know the pride marches to that of uh, uh queer film festivals to that of uh, conferences um you would see more of that uh, uh happening um in in these uh, uh states you know cities uh which sort of you know, creates that uh, conversation even more um and and i think that's where the the idea of inclusivity began 
and that a conversation now is is uh, has uh, moved to other cities and states and there you see the conversations have began in north india so that brings us to the end of the conversation thank you so much for joining us srini it's been a pleasure having you thank you so much for having me thank you it was a pleasure